military moms, I'd like to thank Sleep Number for sponsoring our episode today. Now, maybe you've considered a Sleep Number bed, but you weren't sure if you could afford one. So consider a few things. The Sleep Number bed adjusts on each side to your ideal firmness, comfort, and support, your Sleep Number setting, making it the perfect bed for couples. So each side is just right for each one of you. It lasts twice as long as an inner spring. And bottom line, can you really afford another restless night's sleep? Before I got my sleep number bed, I had a lot of neck aches, back aches, and, and stiffness in the morning. And I really thought it was just because of my lifestyle. You know, I work at a computer all day. I got two kids. I take care of my 80-year-old dad. So I figured it was stress-related. And some of it was. But when I started getting a great night's sleep, not a good night, but a great night's sleep, I found that I could just explode every morning with energy and vitality and really, really do a great job both with my family but with my company. Now, 91% of owners recommend Sleep Number, and J.D. Power has ranked it highest in customer satisfaction with mattresses for two years in a row. And for J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Now is the best time to come in to a Sleep Number store because they're having their semi-annual sale, where a Queen C2 mattress is only $699.99. Now, that's a Queen Charlie 2 mattress for $699.99. You'll only find Sleep Number at any of the 550 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Find one near you by going to sleepnumber.com and be sure to tell them Sandra and Robin of Military Mom Talk Radio sent you. Global Broadcasting Networks presents Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with 3 million monthly listeners, we are Radio Strong. Now here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and Robin Boyd has the day off, and we've got a great show today. We are visiting with a dream expert. Now, this week and next week's show are all about dreams, why we dream, what our dreams mean, how to interpret our dreams, and, you know, we're going to talk a lot about specific dreams that military people have or people have about the military, and we're going to be visiting today with J.M. DeBoard, and he's known as Rad Owl, the Reddit Dream Expert. He's the author of the Dream Interpretation Dictionary, Symbols, Signs, and Meanings, and it's really three books in one. It's a dream dictionary, a guide, and an encyclopedia that offers a complete source of understanding the meaning and significance of your dreams. He also wrote Dreams 123, Remember, Interpret, and Live Your Dreams, which is how I met him. I found that book. I contacted him, and I brought him on my shows because he's fascinating, and he's really the dream wizard. I love to throw my dreams at him and see what he says. And he has this anyone can do it system of dream work known as dream dreams one two three. James, it's so cool to have you on today's show. I get so excited when I get because you're dreamy and you're the dream expert. 
You know, and Sandra, I love the dream wizard. Hey, that I love that. That is awesome. You know, dreams are kind of magical. They can connect you in with the deepest layers of yourself, with the people that you love, with your community, with the world itself. And there is something that's magical that happens about dreams and the way that they... You know, they're not really necessary in the big picture for, you know, the evolution of our species, let's just say. But they are almost like this gift that is given to us so that we can find, you know, uh, enrichment and meaning and more significance and purpose in our lives. So I love that you know my work, Sandra, and you always ask me great questions, and I love being on your show. So let's talk to uh, all the military moms and personnel out there. By the way, my mom is a military mom. Um, Her uh, husband is retired now, but um, he spent 25 years as a pilot in the Army as a warrant officer. So um, I'm uh, quite familiar with uh, that lifestyle and how it works and what the, uh, the needs and concerns and questions are of all those military moms out there. Well, and, you know, um, we we recognize that when one serves, the whole family serves. And my dad was Navy, and, you know, I know better than anybody what it's like, and as do you. And so we really want to honor and thank our military um, listeners today, and even our non-military listeners, because, you know, we get a lot of girlfriends, we get a lot of um, aunts and uncles, and, you know, even though the show's called Military Mom, it really reaches a wide audience. And what I love about today's topic is dreams are for everybody. I mean, how did you decide to just become a dream up? Did you just, did you dream it up? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's funny. There's a, uh, there's a chicken or egg question here when it comes to dream interpretation is are dream interpreters born or are they created? And I, I think that there's a bit to be said for both sides of the argument. You know, I, I was um, about 25 years ago, I was in college and I hit a wall in my studies in my life. I went looking for answers and I was not really getting anything that had the sort of depth or resonance that I needed. I was basically being told, oh, you know, you just need to manage your time better and, uh, you know, maybe plan out your future better and stuff like this. And I'm like, you know, this isn't resonating with me. So I uh, I went to see a counselor um, outside of college and he introduced me to the idea that the dreams I have for my life can be um, found in or at least the path to getting to that place that I want to be in my life can be found in my dreams. So the idea of dreams, meaning goals and aspirations and hopes for the future, um, tie in with the dreams that we have while we are asleep. So I started off on this uh, journey of discovery. It really resonated with me. I, I found that the dream world where really is connected with the waking world and that I can find out all kinds of things about myself through my dreams. So I started studying many of the schools of thought and the great dream psychologists, you know, your Sigmund Freud's and Carl Jung's. And I followed the trail from there. And over the last, well, 25 years, I evolved. I went from practicing dream work myself and studying interpretation techniques and methods and schools of thought to really applying it in my life and helping other people. And this is where it really started to take off for me is because I went to a website called uh, reddit.com and I found that people had just incredible reactions to what I had to say. So um, I've had... um, uh, that's basically how it got started, Sandra. And now I'm an author and dream interpreter, and I'm here on your show. 
I love that. And before we get deep into dreams, I want to graciously thank Madison Reed for sponsoring today's show. Madison Reed is a company that's revolutionizing the way women color their hair, a company the founder Amy Arett named after her daughter. For decades, women have had two options outdated at-home hair color, or the time and expense of a salon. Amy created Madison Reed because she believes women deserve better than the status quo. Madison Reed is the ultimate hair color hack. It's got the quality of salon color, the convenience and affordability of at-home hair color, and an ammonia-free formula with ingredients you can feel good about. Experience beautiful multi-dimensional hair color made in Italy, delivered to your door on your schedule for under 25 bucks. I love my Madison Reed hair color because I have rockin' gorgeous hair color without the time and expense of a salon visit. And honestly, as a single, soul-supporting mom of two young boys and caring for my 83-year-old dad in-house, Madison Reed is a luxury I can afford. Join the hundreds and thousands of women who've tried and loved Madison Reed. And to find your perfect shade, go to madison-reed.com. Madison Reed would like to honor Military Mom Talk listeners with 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit by using promo code MILITARYMOM at checkout. That's madison-reed.com, promo code MILITARYMOM. I really love my Madison Reed color, and you will too. And you know what I really love? I really love when we talk about my dreams and I love to talk about my dreams with JM because you really are the dream wizard. And how many years have you been analyzing people's dreams? Well, as a, in a public sort of way, um, about 10 years, I started off it really, I have to give my, uh, my wife, Lisa, a lot of credit when we first met uh, around 10 years ago, she was having these incredible dreams and I was I helped her to understand them, and she she has an advanced degree. Um, she's uh, very smart, and she's also uh, very skeptical of things until they are proven. You know, she's a uh, show it to me, you know, prove it to me kind of person. And I was able to prove to her that their her dreams are meaningful, they are significant, that they were giving her messages that were helping her through a transition in her life, and it really gave me the confidence to come forward with what I know. Uh, before then, I was really kind of more of a personal dream work and would talk to friends about it if they wanted to know, but I was really kind of private about this part of my life. And then she gave me the confidence to step forward. And so that's when I started working at Reddit. Um, and uh, then I uh, got a publishing contract for Dreams 123, and everything really kind of took off from there. And now I give lectures and presentations. I do a lot of um, uh, a lot of public work with this. I've been at uh, Canyon Ranch Spa and Resort here in Tucson. I give regular lectures and presentations there. I, I've been to bookstores and libraries uh, all over the Southwest. So uh, my life has really taken off with this. And I found that my uh, this is not the life that was really kind of presented to me when I was younger. I I had the opportunity and freedom to explore a lot of different things in my life. And this goes back to that chicken or egg question. Is a dream interpreter born or are they created? And I had to have a life of uh, to be able to explore a lot of different subjects and know a lot of different people so that I could understand their dreams um, better. And I'm hoping today that we can get into some I can start teaching your listeners some of these ways that they can delve into their dreams, because 
anyone really can do it. It's not as difficult or as obscure or mysterious as it can seem if you don't have a base of knowledge. Once you understand the basics of dream interpretation, you can really take off with this. What are some of the most common dreams that people call you or contact you to analyze? Well, you know, there's the back to school dream. Um, this has come up recently in some of the dreams I've been helping to interpret. And I have an example, which I think we'll get to after the break. Um, but um, uh, if you're back in school, you can ask, well, what am I learning in my life? Uh, where am I going? Uh, in what ways do I feel like I need to prepare? Um, driving in a car is another very popular theme. It can be used as a metaphor, as symbolism to describe so many different things that are going on in your life. You know, the way that you drive has a lot to do with the control that you have of yourself and your life. The road itself can describe the conditions of your life. Like if you're on, like, say, a slippery road, you're you're on ice. It can mean you're in a slippery situation. Um, I have uh, dreams a lot about uh, or that I, I help to understand um, and get submitted a lot to me to help other people to understand are dreams basically about being in your home with your family. This is a very common theme. And of course, your dreams are going to reflect back what is going on in your daily life. So if you spend a lot of time at home with your family, you, of course, are going to dream about it. But your dreams can start there and launch off into these stories about your family life, your relationship to your family, what's going on at home. You know, the home itself can be the life that you build or construct for yourself. What you might actually be seeing in that home is actually you. It's your psyche. It's your mind. It's your body. You know, the, there are different possibilities for this. It's a, a very common theme is to dream about finding new rooms in your home, places that you didn't know existed before, and you open up the door like, wow, this is crazy. There's a secret door and it goes to this room. I never knew it was here. What you're actually doing in that dream is discovering new parts of yourself. And this is the way that your dreams show it to you. They visualize it for you. So these are some of the themes that come up in dreams. And there are ways of understanding them as basically as metaphorical imagery that is telling you more about what's going on in your life, what's going on in yourself, especially in your feelings, but also in your thoughts and your perceptions. So, Sandra, this is a, a subject that I will love to dig into more with you and your listeners. So, um, yeah. We'll be back after the break. With us on Military Mom Talk Radio. Do you ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to The Living Room, a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We're saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. It's words you never heard. Do you ever get nervous riding in an elevator because you're afraid the cable might snap? It's entered my mind more than once. 
According to Elevator World magazine, on the rare occasion a cable breaks, the car won't hunge plunge to the bottom. This is because elevators have as many as 10 cables holding them up, each capable of supporting a fully loaded car. Sometimes I feel a little mischievous in elevators. Next time you're feeling like a rapscallion, try one of these little jokes. When there's only one other person in the elevator, tap them on the shoulder and then pretend it wasn't you. Push one of the buttons and pretend it gave you a shock. Or maybe start a sing-along. What's a word for a person who thinks he's funny but no one else does? Vitzel soup. It's marching day. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, Military Moms. We're here today with J.M. DeBoard, and we are talking about dreams and analyzing dreams. And one of the things that I found in doing shows with uh, J.M. is that I learn so much about myself, and I learn a lot about human behavior and human nature. Because, uh, J.M., when I was in my 20s, 30s, and early 40s, I had this recurrent dream where I was in the front row of church, and my child childhood church that I grew up with and went every, um, you know, every Sunday with my mom and brothers and sisters. But in this dream, I'm standing in the front of the church, which we never did, the front pew. I'm holding the hymnal and I'm trying to sing and all of my teeth are loose. And every time I try to sing and, you know, sing the song and you try to say like the word T or like the something that begins with a T and the minute my tongue touches my teeth, they wobble and they fall out and I can hear them plink on the, the marble floor, like plink, 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 you know, and then I pick them up and I rub them off on my shirt and I stick them back in. <laughs> that is awesome. You know, uh, teeth, uh, it's also a very common theme in teeth falling out and cracking and breaking and stuff like that. And, you know, Sandra, loose teeth can have it can have something to do with articulation. And it's articulation is not only how you express yourself, um, it can also do with how well you're understanding something. And to me, perhaps the there might have been something going on at the time, especially since you were young at the time, that you were trying to wrap your mind around some of the things that you were being taught by the church and that maybe you were having difficulty sort of articulating or taking them in because you notice that you pick up the teeth off the ground and you put them back into your mouth. And so that idea is, is that you're taking something into yourself and dreams will create physical representations for these personal situations of taking in knowledge or information or beliefs or things like this. There could also, since you were singing at the time, there could have something to do with feeling, um, your, whether you're confident about your singing voice, it could be that you felt self-conscious about your singing voice. I know when I was in church and singing the hymns, I would usually be the guy who was sort of my mouth was moving, but there really wasn't any sound coming out because I, I didn't feel uh, confident about my singing voice. Well, that's so funny because you bring up all these childhood, you know, silliness. My my oldest sister used to make fun of my voice terribly because, you know, she was the ballerina, the flute player, the dancer, the singer, the artist. And, you know, I was like the, 
kid who played ice hockey with her brother. So, you know, there was this, this sticking point and the two of us shared a room and she used to make fun of me all the time about my voice, which I think is hilarious today that I make my living on my voice, which, which is, you know, kind of like the comeuppance, but you know, who would, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, again, you're kind of like, you know, the dream wizard. So kind of makes sense. And, you know, it's good and it works for me. So I tell it sounds to me like you were the dream could be connecting back with um, being self-conscious about your singing voice. Anytime that you have a dream um, involving your teeth falling out or something sticking in your mouth or something like that, then you can probably guess that it has something to do with articulation or how truthful you are. Um, I want to give a quick example. There was a guy who had a dream about having this like a mouthful of gum and he couldn't chew and he was uh, trying to figure out what was going on. It was a recurring dream. And I asked him, I said, do you have trouble with articulation, like expressing yourself? And he said, yeah, actually, it feels like I'm chewing on my words sometimes when I'm trying to talk and it's just not coming out right. And so the dream uses it to compare that situation. It compares it to having a mouthful of gum and not being able to talk. I have another one, which I detail in my book, um, The Dream Interpretation Dictionary. There was a young man who um, had uh, he was dreaming about talking to his father. They're sitting across a dinner table and he um, his teeth start falling out and it's really distressing to him. So we looked at this and we said, are you having trouble talking to your father? And he said, yes, I just came out as transgender to my father and conversations have become very difficult between us. And I said, well, it's kind of showing in your dream now, isn't there? Now, here's another quick one. Um, a girl dreamed that she had false teeth and she pulled them out and she smelled her teeth and they really stunk. And I asked her, uh, have you been, is there something false that you've been saying lately? Because if you think false teeth, false words, dishonesty, and she said, yeah, last night I had a conversation with my mom. My parents are divorced. My mom talks to me on the phone every week. And she asked me if I use drugs. And I said, no, but I have been smoking pot. And so she knew that she was lying to her mom and she felt really bad about it. So it's all shown there in the dream um, about how she felt about it and the falseness of her words. So these are things that consider when you dream about your teeth. You know, they can also have to do a lot with how you present yourself because your teeth are so important for how, you know, the first impressions that people get from you, especially your appearance. So your teeth can have a lot to do with how you present yourself publicly um, and also with uh, the idea of um, like face, like uh, a loss of face, you know, like you lose your teeth. What are you doing? You're losing part of your face. So you can look at this and go, is it physically representing this idea that I've done something to lose face or harm my reputation? So the dreams are kind of like visual manifestations of our feelings a lot of times. Yes, that's right. In my book, I repeat over and over the physical representation of a personal situation. The dream is creating a physical representation for something. Like, for example, let's say that you're being pushed around in a wheelchair. What does that really mean? What could it physically represent? It could mean that you feel like somebody else is controlling the direction of your life and that you don't have any choice about it. You're stuck in the wheelchair. Someone's behind you pushing you around. So this is just one example um, of the way that dreams create these physical representations, Sandra. You know, we've got a special guest star coming on. We've got Ben who has a dream he'd like you to analyze. Ben, could you introduce yourself to our listeners, please? Yes, my name is uh, Ben Horlander. I was a 
corporal in the Marine Corps. When I served with uh, Romeo Battery, 5th Battalion, 10th Marine, 2nd Marine Division. Hi, Ben. I'm Jason. I'm good. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. So ben, you have, a, you have a recurring dream, or do you have a dream you'd like um, JM to analyze? Sure. Um, <clears throat> at the time, I was working in a chemical company, and so I had a dream. Like, it started out, it was a normal day, and um, went out and was doing my stuff. And then as it progressed, something went wrong, and... Uh, most of the people I worked with were veterans anyway, so we had to take up arms, and our our manager um, was actually, he was leading us through the chemical plant trying to reach an objective or, or something. I don't, don't really remember, but that's about all I can remember of it. Okay, well, the first thing that you would look at is you're at work in the dream. So it could be some kind of metaphor for the idea of working on your life or working on your appearance or something like that. But sometimes you really have to kind of take dreams at face value and say, well, this could relate actually to my work life. It could have something directly to do with something that is going on at work. So the next situation is, is that you are presented with a problem and your manager helps to lead you and you guys take up arms to be able to go and confront the problem. Now, thinking of it as a physical situation, I would look at it as, you know, that maybe there was a problem at work that you needed to come together as a team or as a group to be able to confront it. If there are weapons involved with it, it could mean that you were using uh, some kind of force to an achieve an objective, but you really have to step back and look at the imagery. Like a weapon could mean, you know, like, are you using your verbal you know, are you hashing things out as verbally? Um, are you using the equipment that you have there at work to be able to solve the problem? The weapon represents something. Now, another thing could be is, is that you could have been feeling defensive about something. You might ask yourself, well, was I under attack in some kind of way at work? Was there like, was I being criticized for my work performance? Or did we as a group feel like that we were under attack in some kind of way? Maybe management comes down and says, you're not working hard enough or fast enough or whatever it is. And so you come together as a group to sort of defend yourselves. Does anything like that ring a bell with you, Ben? Yeah, some of it does. They, um, we would often have to um, get together as a group to complete large projects. and Because what we did was um, we monitored the, the valves and connections and stuff to make sure that nothing was leaking yeah so and and i imagine that was a really you know the, i mean that's a really important job and you probably realized the the potential for danger that you were in you know if you if something is missed then it could lead to some kind of disaster for the plants and also for you know all the people involved in it so i bet that you guys had a real sense of cohesion because if there is one you know loose screw in the bunch then it could be a disaster for all of you so i bet you guys all kind of kept after each other to make sure that you were always on top of your job and doing it correctly and of course keeping you keeping um, everyone safe which is 
probably a lot about, you know, way that a military unit works is, is that you all have each other's backs and you have to rely on each other or else, you know, somebody could end up injured or worse. So I don't know if that resonates with you, Ben, but um, it's a very, you know, it's a, an interesting dream. And I would bet that it has to do something with um, A, your work life and B, um, the way that you all work together as a team or as a group at work. Well, thanks. Thanks, Ben. Thanks for sharing uh, your dream today. Uh, JM, what are some other common um, military images that come up in people's dreams? Well, you know, um, generals and leaders, captains, lieutenants, uh, these are these come up quite a bit in dreams. And um, they often represent some type of leadership of yourself or in your life. Um, it, you, you start making associations based off of the general or the leader in the dream, you know, like in Ben's case, it might be someone that he actually served with in the military. Um, so there are going to be a lot of personal associations that come into play, or if it's general Patton, you know, somebody who passed away a long time ago, there's no chance the dreamer could have ever met the person or know him personally, but they might've read biographies or know something personal about Patton that would then be used as a basis for symbolism. And then, of course, there's just the generic character in the dream. He's a general or she's a general. And so what does that mean? You know, is it uh, a leadership of yourself, of your life? Is it the way that you take command in your family or at your work? Um, when you, you start with a general idea and then you work out from there. And I'll have a great example for you in the next segment, Sandra. Great. We'll be back after the break. We've got lots more ahead. Stay with us on Military Mom Talk Radio. If you could live your life truly standing in a place of peace, joy, and abundance, wouldn't that make your heart soar? Now you can with Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi, Mondays at noon central. Kimberly Rinaldi, having created a highly successful coaching practice, now teaches lessons in joyful living. She believes in empowering others and that through it, you have the ability to break through any and all barriers, thus allowing you to reach your greatest potential and joyfully step into your life's purpose. What used to take weeks, months, or even years, she can now teach you in a matter of hours with her programs. For more on Kim and her show, go to her website, KimberlyRinaldi.com. That's R-I-N-A-L-D-I dot com. Then join us for Lessons in Joyful Living with your host, Kimberly Rinaldi. It's Man cannot live by bread alone. He must have his peanut butter. Peanut butter is a pate of childhood, and it's not just for kids as dogs love it, too. Last night, I gave my dog a pill hidden in peanut butter. What's a word for a messy concoction that helps the medicine go down? Sliver sauce. Mice apparently prefer peanut butter to cheese when it comes to luring them into the trap. But there are even more practical uses for peanut butter. Peanut butter contains natural oils, which makes it perfect for removing all kinds of sticky things, like gum stuck in your shoe or in your hair. What's a word for the fear of peanut butter sticking to the roof of your mouth? Arachibutophobia. 
And according to Barry Goldwater, if you don't mind smelling like peanut butter for two or three days, peanut butter is a darn good shaving cream. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and Robin Boyd has the day off. And if you love today's show, check us out on iTunes. Check us out at Military Mom Talk Radio, and you can find hundreds of hours of episodes like this because we've been on the air for over eight years. Now, when we were talking to JM last segment, he brought up Patton. And I have to tell you, my dad, JM, made us watch Patton every year. George C. Scott, George C. Scott. And I probably was the only, like, (laughs) six-year-old that like new George C. Scott, you know, in my elementary school. Um, but you have a you have a story or you have a dream that you want to share and an analysis uh, that has to do with generals and leadership. Yeah, it does. And I think it's a great example for us to illustrate the way that dreams can use uh, military and battle and soldier themes to um, talk about what's going on in your life. Um, remember what we talked about in the last segment, that dreams create physical representations of personal situations. You have to step back from the dream story a little bit and get some distance to be able to analyze and observe it. So let me tell you about the dream first. So this uh, was submitted to me at reddit.com at the dreams forum there. And it starts off where it is at the end of time and there is this apocalyptic battle going on. And the end of time loops back to the beginning of time. So it's this never-ending battle. This is going to be very important for the interpretation. Just keep it in mind for now. So there are these group, there's this group of humans and they are armed and they are battling these alien humanoid, insectoid kind of hybrid creatures. And there's all this carnage and it's the battlefield and, you know, craziness and, you know, uh, weapons firing and the sky turning red and all of this really crazy stuff um, right out of a movie, right? So the uh, dreamer observes what's going on on the battlefield and feels like things are that the general who's leading the battle is not doing a good job. So the dreamer goes to the leader of the entire human group, call it like the president. And the president is, uh, she tells the dreamer is a, is a woman and the leader is also a woman. So the dreamer tells the leader of the humanoid or the humans that uh, the general needs to be fired. So the leader goes off to do this and um, that's where the dream kind of uh, leaves off. So we start talking about the dream and I'm thinking about, well, what is it that gets to the end and starts over to the beginning? I'm doing all this online. So I don't know the person personally. I don't know that her job is in the front office of a private school and that she is facing a never ending battle at work. The constant barrage, they, you know, they have these uh, things that they go through sort of cyclically where they have all this paperwork to push through and all the stuff that they have to do in that front office. And she said that it's a really, really busy, hectic job, um, but that it's um, it's very rewarding for her and she likes it. She loves her job, actually. So we were able to take the dream imagery of this never ending battle and relate it to what's going on at work. She 
also had some details about using high technology in the dream to be able to fight these battles. And we related it back to the technology, the computers and phones, smartphones and stuff like this, that they're using at work to make their jobs, you know, easier, or at least just to be able to do their jobs. So we related that imagery back to her job. Now, the final thing was the general. And this was the part where she was really able to pull something out of the dream that was useful for her. It was sort of the advice or suggestion from the dream. Now, in the dream, she tells the leader of the humans that the general leading the battle needs to be replaced. And what we looked at was, well, what is it about your leadership that is you feel like needs to be changed? And she said, I have difficulty delegating responsibility. So this was a really interesting connection in with the dream because she would, instead of delegating out responsibility to other members of the school office, she would tended to take more work upon herself. And she realized that she needed to be able to delegate out this responsibility the same that a general would. So Sandra, this all ties together. And, and what I think is most important is, is that there was a takeaway, a suggestion from the dream um, that she could become a better general in her work life and that she could delegate responsibility the same way a general does. Because if a general is doing all of the work that the other officers and soldiers should be doing, that general is not going to have time to step back and really run the show, which the dream was telling her was the reason why the general needed to be fired is because the battle wasn't going well. So it's really fascinating. And um, I, uh, I I think that that's a great example out there for um, people who have dreams with these military themes in them. Well, and I think it's, you know, one of those things where, you know, once you say these things, it's kind of like stating the obvious man, except I wouldn't know how to state the obvious, you know, because when you say it, it goes, oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So when you're analyzing dreams, um, do you just go with your first instinct or do you do you, like, you know, because I could totally overthink this, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, to be like, you know, crazy for Cocoa Puffs kind of thing. You know, um, here is one of the number one tips that I give for understanding dreams is keep it simple. You can summarize the dream in a sentence or phrase or word. And in the case of the last example that I just gave, what you're really looking at in that dream is some type of never ending battle. It gets to the end and it starts over to the beginning. And that is where you, you start with just that basic idea. And the dreamer asks herself, what is this never ending battle that's going on in my life? You have to step back from the imagery of the war and the conflict and stuff like that because it's exaggeration. Dreams, you dream a lot in the average night. You can spend a quarter of your time in intense REM stage dreaming. And you might only remember five or 10 minutes of that. Um, so you need to have this imagery to really um, step back, like to, um, to, to step or to stand out to you. So your dreams exaggerate and create these scenarios that are very memorable. They're very story-like. And of course, you know, you look at the dream as being a story. You start there and then you start making connections with your life. So you look at a story and you go, well, what is 
the setting saying about the story? You know, like if you have a setting like a bank, a bank could be um, something about your finances, but a bank is also where resources are stored. So it could also have to do with your personal energy banks, you know, your house and the equity you have in it could be like your bank, you know, um, and then you could step, look at another setting like a library. Well, what is a library used for? It's for knowledge and information. Take that idea and plug it into the story and ask yourself, is my dream about being in the library, does it have anything to do with gaining knowledge or information? So then you start looking at things like the characters that are in the story. You know, a lot of times your characters are based off of people that you know, but they are not those people. They are characters in a story. They are dream characters. And you have to separate the character from what, it, you know, from the person that you actually know in your life. Here's a very common example. You have a dream that your spouse is cheating on you. And then in the morning, you wake up, you remember that dream, and you look over at your spouse and go, okay, who are you cheating on? You know, like, who is, who is this other person? And your spouse is going, what? You know, like they, they're not cheating on you. You're having a dream about the idea of cheating. It could be that your spouse is spending more time with, say, their job or their friends than with you. It could be your own insecurities that are manifesting. Um, you have to look beyond the overt story. The dream says cheat, but cheat has other definitions of the word. Cheat can mean playing unfairly. Cheat can mean you feel like you're being um, shortchanged in some kind of way. So you look beyond the overt story and that is really where the art of dream interpretation comes into play because you can understand the dream as a story. You can break it down into its parts such as its characters and settings. You can look at the actions of the dream and understand that it's all symbolism and that it's telling something about what's going on in your life, either events in your outer life or even more common is it talks about the events in your inner life. It talks about what's going on in your mind, in your heart. It talks about your perceptions. So there's really, there's an art to this, Sandra, but it really is not, once you have the basics of this, simplify the dream, understand that it's a story, look at the dream as being an exaggeration of something going on in your life, um, look at it as a physical representation of something such as a personal situation. Once you have these key facts about dreams and ways of looking at them and interpreting them, it really becomes quite I don't want to say easy. <laughs> I'll never say that, but it's not as difficult as it can appear. Well, I think what you're talking about, it reminds me of like when I first started taking English classes and, you know, you would look for the themes, like you didn't get caught up necessarily on all the details. You looked for one or two things that would lead you to kind of have a theme. So I think what you're talking about is if we can kind of get the bigger themes or look at the bigger picture, um, you know, or try to get even the emotion behind objects. Cause like, you know, if somebody had a dream of like being a seductive witch and killing men, um, could that be interpreted that, that she um, feels attractive and she can't figure out why men are not, you know, like she's not married or she's not dating anyone. And the killing part isn't really about killing, but maybe it could be that she um, she's angry. I don't know. Or, That's yeah, my, like, or great ideas. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Think of the metaphor for killing your chances. Maybe she comes on too strong. Maybe she thinks that there's something that she's doing, that there's a dark side, a witchy side to her that is um, destroy that is uh, coming between her and the men in her life. Um, there, there are all kinds of possibilities for symbolism and something like that. And even though a dream might involve really powerful themes such as, you know, killing and death and, you know, that that is really, you have to step back from it and understand that the dream is just using this to make a very powerful impression on you, that you have a lot of dreams in a night and that you need to have some of this powerful imagery in order for the, the most important dreams to stand out to you. You know, I had a friend of mine who, um, he had a very long and um, checkered history with the ladies. And um, he, uh, time after time, he would meet someone. They would have this, start off with this great relationship, and then he would get cold feet and he would back out. Either that, or he would attract people to him that were not so good for him, but there was something about himself that was had this sort of weak spot. And he had this dream about a sort of like the queen of the damned who was on this throne that was built atop a uh, hill of skulls. It was a really, really, really powerful image. And in that, what he was really seeing was... Oh, you know what? We're going to go to commercial break, so I'm going to do the cliffhanger. We are going to have to wait to come back after the break to um, find out what this dream really means. We're visiting today. Yes, yes, with J.M. DeVord. He is the dream expert and i want you to get his dream interpretation dictionary symbols signs and meanings we'll be back after the break to find out what that dream really means find us on twitter and facebook our shows are available on itunes anytime from 0 hundred hours to 2359 for now stay right where you are there's more military mom talk radio after these messages have you heard The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors, all quilters just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. One evening in 1929, William Lear and Elmer Wavering of Quincy, Illinois, were out driving with their girlfriends. One of the girls suggested it would be even more romantic if they could listen to music. The guys liked the idea and started tinkering with installing a home radio in the car. They sold their idea to a radio manufacturing company and applied for a loan with a local banker to get production started. Thinking it might sweeten the deal, they installed one of their new radios in the banker's vehicle. Unfortunately, the banker's car caught on fire and they didn't get the loan. They must have felt like Dunder Klumpens. Not giving up, they drove to a radio convention and sat outside in the car with the radio blasting. Soon orders were pouring in and taking a cue from the Victrola because their radio was going in a car. They called it the Motorola. It's I'm Kim.
Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Word. We're back with more great conversation on Military Mom Talk Radio. Hey, Military Moms. This is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with J.M. DeBoard. And when we went to break, we were talking about this Hill of Skulls. And, J.M., before we, we reveal the secret behind the Hill of Skulls, can you tell me a little bit about how storytelling and dream interpretation relate to each other? Well, absolutely. The better you understand storytelling, the better that you understand the way that your dreams tell you stories. And the better you understand your dreams, the better you understand yourself. So I have a background um, in fiction writing. I started off really wanting to delve into this as my career. And I, um, I studied it in college and I practiced it myself as a writer. I found that nonfiction was where I really, you know, I found my audience, my market, but I learned a lot about the ways that dreams create character arcs about how they use symbolism about to read between the lines because a really good writer will create an outline for you and allow your imagination to fill in the, um, you know, the details and the fine print. So I've learned that your dreams are in much the same way. They use um, storytelling devices that they do things like they use metaphors and word plays, analogies, that some dreams are like parables and some dreams are actually very much connected with like they're very similar to the stories that you read in literature. So um, if you understand storytelling devices, that they use symbolism, that they use word plays, that they are exaggerated, that they use physical representation, that there are arcs to the story, that the characters are almost alive in and of, of themselves, that they're not these flat two-dimensional creations of your dream, that these are three-dimensional and you really have to think of yourself as an actor who's in a story that is the dream. And once you start approaching your dreams like that, you don't have to be Dr. Ford, the psychoanalyst, to understand your dreams. What you really are is you are, you know, your favorite author. You are a, uh, a Stephen King or a Daniel Steele or, you know, that that's what you are because you are actually creating your dreams. I cannot emphasize this enough. People have the impression that their dreams are like beamed to them from outer space or something, but you are actually creating your dreams in the the unconscious side of your mind. And because most people are not aware of their unconscious and how it works, it can seem like their dreams are foreign to them, that they're created in outer space or something when really they're created inside of you. So what that means is subconsciously, you already know what they mean. You are the author. You are the storyteller. And what you're really doing when you analyze a dream is you're analyzing the story with the purpose in mind of reminding yourself what you already know. So do you want to talk about the Hill of Skulls dream? Oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> this goes back to my friend Robert, who, by the way, is a military veteran. Um, I've taken him down to the VA here in uh, Tucson a few times, and uh, I won't say his last name because this is a very personal dream, but Robert has a very checkered history with the ladies. He tends to get into relationships and then get cold feet. And he, I have watched him over the years have dozens of these relationships, and I've watched him um, either get cold feet and leave ladies who they think they're going to, you know, this is going 
going to be love. This is going to be all these things. And then one day he's just gone, you know, or it, the tables are turned on him and he wakes up in the morning and half the stuff of his, in his apartment's gone after he picked up someone the night before. So I've watched this work both ways and you can see it in the dream. One, the hill of skulls. That is all of the, that is the litter of his past of all of his failed relationships. And then two, there's the witchy queen who is sitting on a throne on top of the hill of skulls and really what it's saying is is that he is elevating the, his relationships and the women in his life to a status that makes them far removed from him personally distance in a dream and positioning in a dream can be its own symbolism so if something is positioned above you then you might think of it as, am I putting someone on a pedestal? And if something is far away from you, then you might ask, is it far away from me personally or emotionally? And it's really what the dream is saying is, is that this is the reason why his life is littered with all of these failed relationships is because he's not relating personally to the women in his life. And he's either elevating them putting him on a pedestal um, or he has a sort of personal distance from them that uh, prevents there from being really strong bonds from forming between them. Isn't that fascinating, Sandra? Wow. That is so fascinating. That is so fascinating. So what's, where should people begin? And I know we have an episode next week where we're going to get a lot more into the nuts and bolts and the how-to of this. But where should people begin to, other than buy your books, like I get that, you should buy both of his books, Dreams 1, 2, 3, Remember, Interpret, and Live Your Dreams, and the Dream Interpretation Dictionary, Symbol, Signs, and Meanings. Um, because you know, where should people begin? Do you buy a journal and put it by your nightstand and like say, okay, I'm going to remember, or do you get up in the middle of the night and write them? Like, what do you, well, how do you start? Well, that is, of course, a good beginning is to make a commitment to yourself that you're going to pay attention to your dreams. You're going to write them down as you wake up in the morning or whenever, and you have these memories fresh in your mind. Even if you don't remember your dreams, you can get started doing this. It just takes a little bit of practice. It's difficult for most people because they're not in the habit of trying to remember their dreams, but anybody can do it. So I suggest go to my blog at dreams123.net and use the button to subscribe to my newsletter. It's going to give you're going to get a welcome email and then you're going to get follow up emails that are going to give you links to resources that I have posted online. So it's all freely available. All you got to do is know where they're at and I make it easy for you by putting it all together in one place. And then I'm going to walk you through tutorials about dream symbolism. I've got articles from my blog. I've got videos online. I point you towards my books, of course, um, but you can either take the quick approach to it and take an hour or two of your life and explore my blog and the offerings I have there. You can watch my videos or you can take a little more time, go into a little more depth, get the dream interpretation dictionary. Uh, if you are new, completely new to dream work and you want to start off with just how do I remember my dreams? What do I do with this? Um, then you can go to dreams one, two, three, because remember, your dreams is the first step and I go into real depth about it in that book. So this is how people can start off with this, uh, with dream work. And I'm telling you, it is from my experience with it and the people that I've taught and the people that I know is it can be the most valuable and rewarding thing that you do for yourself. It can really enrich your life. You know, especially for some of these audience, I know people out there in the audience that when you're deployed on a military base, that your life might not be very exciting, that you might be out in the middle of Timbuktu. You know, my mom was, 
you know, where, where her husband was stationed in places like Alabama and Panama, you know, and they found themselves in places stationed around the world. And some of them were kind of cool and exotic, and some of them were really backwaters. And my point is, is that your life can always be interesting and adventurous if you will pay attention to your dreams, because your dreams are going to put you on these adventures and they're going to help you to develop as a person. And you don't necessarily have to have like all of this constant, you know, fireworks in your life in order for you to be able to um, have a very adventurous and interesting life. So go to dreams123.net, start off there, um, sign up for my newsletter. It's called We Love Dreams. And if you type in that into your favorite search engine, We Love Dreams newsletter, it will get you to the sign up forms and you start there, put your name and your email in and you will start off on this adventure. And uh, Sandra, I hope that uh, your uh, listeners will um, take advantage of these resources that we're offering here today. Well, I think it's really cool because, you know, we've done a lot of shows together, JM. We've talked about, you know, on Coach Talk Radio, we talked about how to use dreams to indicate success. And, you know, just for a couple of minutes, can you um, can you share with us a little bit about how really successful people use dreams? Oh, yes, absolutely. This is something that in front of my uh, business audiences and at Canyon Ranch Spa, it's a very popular topic because these a lot of uh, people who are in the audiences are they're either already high flying in their careers or they have ambitions that they really want to have. They want to do something really interesting and innovative with their lives. So I'd like to give an example. Let's start off with the big one. Larry Page, the co-founder of Google, when he was a graduate student at Stanford, he had a dream that he could download the entire internet onto school servers and that he could um, index it that way. Now, at the time, there were these other sites like ask.com that were, um, they would basically use armies of uh, data entry people to sift through all the offerings on the internet and create these indexes. They weren't actually indexed, they weren't actually searching the internet with an algorithm, a computer algorithm. They were were doing it by hand and it brought a lot of judgment of the humans into it to say, well, what's the number one, you know, uh, result for, you know, sleep mattress or something like that. And, you know, so of course they're going to, you know, look around for a company that offers sleep mattresses and then go from there. Right. Well, what they did, what Google did is very, very innovative was they used a computer algorithm to do this, but it had to be downloaded onto their servers first so they could take all of this information and sift and collate it. So here's what happened was, is he woke up from that dream and he went, wow, okay, I think I can do this. And he worked furiously through the rest of the night to write down all of the ideas that he had. He went to his graduate advisor soon after and they said, yeah, let's go ahead and do this as your PhD project. And that is how Google was founded. Now, there are other people who have had amazing success innovations. Um, Stephen King says he scavenges his dreams for material for his books. Um, I know a lot of musicians and know of a lot of musicians, such as Paul McCartney and John Lennon. They not only use their dreams to give them melodies and harmonies and the things that became the inspirations for their songs. They had dreams that gave them the songs directly. They also got advice about their careers, their music musical careers that came from their dreams. Um, David Grohl from uh, Foo Fighters, um, he said that he had a dream that told him that he was going to be a rock star. And, you know, he just had to push forward and, and make it come true for him. Um, Einstein, 
Albert Einstein had a dream that led to him um, understanding relativity, to understand the physics of how uh, space-time works. And he had this dream about sledding, and he was going faster and faster until he was approaching the speed of light. And he observed what was happening. Time was slowing down, and he saw these physical effects. And he, under he, he gained from that dream the insights that he used to create E equals MC squared and to understand that there is a speed of light and that that constant was could be the basis of an entire um, way of understanding the physics of the universe. So uh, there are a lot of people who've done who've used their dreams for uh, success, for innovation, for improving themselves, improving their lives, for improving their health, their relationships, for guiding them in love and finances, uh, in their work and careers. So um, there's many, many examples of this. And all you got to do really is put into a search engine, start off and go dreams and inventions and discoveries, and you'll find a lot of information out there. Thanks for tuning in to Military Mom Talk Radio. Want more information? Check us out at militarymomtalkradio.com or find us on iTunes for more than 200 free episodes. Drop us an email or find us on Facebook. We are looking forward to another great discussion. We hope you'll join us on Military Mom.